Well, may the Lord help us in speaking and hearing this evening as we would set before you, friends, a verse in Genesis 50. Genesis 50, and the verse on my mind is 20. Genesis 50, verse 20. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Our last chapter in Genesis is an interesting chapter, friends, in many ways. And uh, I feel that it brings uh, this wonderful first book in the scripture to uh, a very positive end. And really, as we contemplated it, it sets forth really in Joseph something of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some very powerful gospel messages in this last chapter. And uh, there is that uh, that sets forth in a way uh, almost uh, a sinner coming before God uh, and seeking pardon. And, and it's seen in uh, the uh, brethren uh, of Joseph coming unto him. Now, of course, Joseph was not a god. He was their brother. Uh, but they came unto him in much reverence because of his position that he'd been raised up to as number two in Egypt. And in coming before him, uh, they uh, therefore fell down before him and desired to seek his forgiveness that the particular sin that they had committed towards him. Well, really, there was more than one sin. I mean, the first sin that they committed, as you know, was the sin of jealousy. And uh, they were jealous of that coat of many colours. They were jealous that he was somewhat favoured of his father. Now, we could spend some time pondering uh, the wisdom of his father in dealing in that way. But Jacob was a godly man, as we know. Uh, uh, but does it not say to us each that, you know, the godliest of man, men have faults, don't they? But uh, that was one sin, but the other sins were the deceptive, covering up uh, that the coat should be uh, bathed in the animal's blood and, uh, uh, and therefore they should deceive Jacob for a long period of time. A bit, and it was a long time indeed before Jacob was to ascertain that Joseph was still alive. So there were these sins that they, they came to be forgiven of by their, their brother. And, you know, we speak of a type of Christ and that we would be simple for the young friends. In the Old Testament, there are many types of of Christ. They're all fallen sinners, they're all lost men 
in terms of their natural state, yet saved of, through grace uh, and the love of the Lord Jesus, yet they are types of Christ. That is, they set forth uh, the wonders of salvation and different aspects of graces that the Lord's people have. And, uh, you know, for Joseph, uh, he set forth these uh, very much in this chapter in verse 21, where he tells them to fear not, uh, I will nourish you and your little ones, and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And I do believe, dear friends, you may be in a deep trial and deep troubles tonight, but I do believe that the dear Lord, he comforts his people and he comforts them in his own way. Comfort ye, comfort ye Jerusalem. He's, he's that lovely word in, in Isaiah. Uh, and, and he grants comfort unto them just at the time that they need it. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. Cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she have received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. So as a God in heaven forgives his people for their sins, so Joseph was given that spirit uh, uh, to forgive his brethren. And friends, it needed some forgiveness. You know, friends, if we can't forgive others for what they've done towards us, if we cannot accept uh, forgiveness uh, uh, that is offered, you know it's a solemn thing because the Lord Jesus will not forgive us for our trespasses. And you know that comes home so close to us, doesn't it? To be given that spirit of forgiveness. Well, Joseph was given it. But he explains it, you see, in the verse of our text. He explains that you thought evil against me. You, my own brothers, you, my flesh and blood, thought evil against me. You know, we have a family here, but I've been part of a family we each have here. Sometimes we do think evil to our brothers and sisters, don't we? Sometimes we wish them harm. What a sin. You know, I don't think any of us are short of that, naturally. I'm not saying that we would want to do as they did unto Joseph, but there were those times when we, we, uh, we fall out. We disagree, we have arguments with our, with our family. Particularly when we're young, perhaps. Yes, and you think of this, uh, it, it's, um, it's a solemn thing. And they dealt very harshly with Joseph, and it was over a long period of time, but he was given the spirit of forgiveness. How lovely it is when one goes to another and says they're sorry. Friends, what a hard word it is to say. But how indeed... They came to him, I believe they came with that right spirit here, although their father obviously left them that message to do so. Um, they fell down before his face, in verse 18. Now similarly in the gospel message, that's why I say this chapter, friends, is a gospel chapter really, although it's in Genesis 
because uh, the Lord's people, he will have them to fall down, prostrate before him. And uh, uh, you see, uh, they said, we be thy servants and we will be prostrate before the Lord. He will have us to come to lay down low before him and to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due time. So they came before Joseph, but he explains. Firstly, he says, fear not, am I in the place of God? I'm not God. He said, you're coming before me prostrate in this way, but I am not God. I am not God. And neither was he. But then he explains, as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. Ye thought evil. You were going to do evil to me. And friends, but for the holding back hand of God in the day of evil, they would have killed him. Uh, but, for the, but for the eldest son, I think it was Judah that intervened and he says, what profit is, is, is it if we slay our brother and conceal his brother? But for that, he would have been slain. But no. The Lord had a work for him to do. Preserved in Jesus he was, friends. And each of the Lord's people are. You know, uh, and that work that he has for them will be done. Will be done. So as for you, you thought evil against me. Now, friends, turning our view slightly to Joseph over this. I have to tell you that we will all know a little bit of Joseph's pathway if we are going to heaven. And what do I mean by that? Because his was a very tried and a difficult pathway. But I mean it in, in, in the sense that has occurred to me, friends, is to clearly see God turning a matter around to the benefit of our never-dying soul. He turns it, and he even turns matters in providence that seem to be against us, that end up being for us. I say, have you seen evidence of these things in your own life? That which seems to be contrary turns out to be something that is in your favour. Remarkable. And as God did that for Joseph, so uh, the Lord does that for his dear people. Yes, Ye thought evil against me. There will be opposition, friends, to your faith if you have any faith. Opposition. I thought of Nehemiah. You know, we love the book of Nehemiah. That man was a man of prayer from beginning to the end of the building, that wall and afterwards. But he rebuilt the wall in Jerusalem uh, after it had been destroyed during the time of the captivity. And he rebuilt the wall and the king marvellously gave him, Artaxerxes gave him permission to go and do that. But we read that um, there were many enemies, Sanballat and the army, the army of Samaria. And they said this, what do these feeble Jews? Yes, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice Will they make an end in a day? And so on and so forth. And you know that. Then there's the, uh, Tobiah the Ammonite. 
And he says, if they build a wall, a fox will knock it down. You know, a fox is not a heavy creature, is it? Will knock down the wall. You know, that is how they were. Opposition, friends. Opposition. Joseph knew opposition. His own brothers had turned him, sold him to the Ishmaelites, and he went down into Egypt. Well, they didn't know where he'd gone. But you see, opposition. Now, God turned that for good in the case of Joshua. But you see, here it was, it was the enemy. They did all they could. But you see, God turned it into good because he brought Nehemiah to prayer. As soon as we hear these opposition groups working against Nehemiah, he says this, Hear, O God, for we are despised. Turn their reproach upon their own head. Give them for a prey in the land of captivity. And then he says these lovely words, So built we the wall. Ah, they could not stand in the way of the Lord's work. And friends, I believe this. Those that oppose the work of grace and friends, your own, you know your own natural heart, what we call the old man of sin. Uh, you know, that opposes the work of grace, but it can't. It can't. Because the work of grace will, will be the winner, the clear winner. Uh, the Lord working in your heart will have the ascendancy. Yes, the new man of grace. Oh, uh, it's a wonderful when we've got that new man. So I, so I see much in this text, really, uh, regarding this. As for you, ye thought evil against me. Opposition, you see. To oppose that that they saw that was good and they knew that, it was, that Joseph was good. But God, but God, those two lovely words we had to preach this afternoon has helped to these Beckham just from those two words. Uh, but friends, uh, this evening the, the whole verse has been laid upon us. But you see, but God meant it for good. In other words, God turned it into good. God's hand upon it made all the difference. And that's the thing. If the Lord is in a matter he's had, however tried, and friends it will be tried, and friends you will know trouble and difficulty in it. You know, we want a plain path, don't we? You know, we went our first Lord's Day to East Peckham, and we thought, yes, well, that'll be local, that'll be okay. The floods were upon the road. We had to turn back two ways to try and get through. Yes, it's not far from Staples to East Peckham, my friends. Uh, then we had our daughter down with COVID. Then uh, we found when we got there, uh, the dear pastor was not able to be there because he wasn't well. And also uh, the dear deacon was not able to be there because his wife wasn't well. Friends, tried, tried. Matters will be tried. There will be opposition. I, uh, we leave that matter with the Lord. But I know this, it felt to me that the start was naturally inauspicious. But that's it. There will be opposition, friends. And I don't want to discourage any, but rather if you're walking in a time of opposition to encourage you that it's because the Lord is in the thing and because the Lord will yet bring those things to pass where you'll have to say this. And that is, God meant it unto good. The good of my never dying soul. The good of the house of God. Yes, he meant it unto good. 
And when God says it was good as he did, and he said it was very good when he formed the earth in day six. Yes, you read that, five lots of good and one lot of very good. When God said it is good, friends, it is good. God meant it unto good. And that's what we desire, isn't it, in those things where we've got the opposition. When we think of the book of Esther, we don't perhaps immediately think of uh, Mordecai. He's the one, you know, was there from the beginning, friends. You see, with Esther, it was with her uh, that she was... Uh, she became the queen, but she's not in the beginning, is she? Because Vast, Vashti is the queen. And you know, oh, uh, King Azurus, he, uh, uh, it, it's uh, God's providence that he puts away Vashti. And he seeks out from all the maidens the next queen. And as we read, it's to be uh, in, God, in God's uh, plan uh, to uh, save the Jews. But you see, for Mordecai, if we see this book through his eyes, he realises that, that he has been badly dealt with from the beginning and he realises that condemnation is due to the Jews. And he has to live that through, friends. Uh, and we read, uh, he walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did. He was so burdened, so burdened and concerned. Yes. And he'd been carried away with the captivity. Uh, and so, having been brought back, uh, this, this man, this man who had the enemy, he had that wicked, wicked uh, Haman against him. Friends, and it was seemingly evil that the Jews should be destroyed according to Haman's wishes. And yet, and yet, uh, it appeared for evil, but God meant it for good because he turned it around with Esther. You know, and the first, we, we don't know whether Esther will go before the king. You know, when we read that in, in Esther, we're not sure immediately that she's necessarily going to go. Uh, before uh, uh, the king but she uh, uh, she does in the end uh, agree to do so but she realises that she has to say that that except the king hold out the golden scepter uh, that, uh, 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 that that she would perish and if I perish I perish according to the law yes but this man then uh, uh, Mordecai, but in the end, in the end, God meant it for good. So what happened? The king could not sleep one night and they brought to him the chronicles of that that had gone on and he sees how Mordecai has delivered him and then he realises that Mordecai uh, is one who needs to be favoured. Yes. What a beautiful word that is. On that night could not the king sleep. Everything in God's control. Everything in God's management. What honour and dignity have been done to Mordecai for this, says the king. Yes. 
Of course he couldn't sleep because the Lord is working. The Lord is turning an evil matter into a good one. Good for his people to deliver them. And the very evil man that's delivered this, as we read later in the chapter, that he built the gallows. Oh, when they were high, they were 50 cubits high, and which he made for Mordecai. And then that solemn verse, so they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Yes, then was the king's wrath pacified. He turned it into good for his people. So that they then, and it speaks later uh, in, um, in, in that uh, uh, book of Esther of the days uh, when they would Rest and a day of feasting and gladness amongst the Lord's people. A day of gladness and feasting and a good day and of sending portions one to another. A good day. Friends, it's wonderful when we have a good day in the courts of God, isn't it? But as for you, ye thought evil against me. Friends, there is opposition. Those that think evil against us. Those that would overturn us, perhaps. And we can see it naturally. We've known what it is in our life to have those that come against us. And I'm sure some of you have. But equally, there is the enemy of soul, Satan, who, who thinks evil against the Lord's people. And my friends, he does. And I say this, but those insinuations, those thoughts that come into your mind and the things that he does, to make you, well, at times tremble. He's an enemy, an enemy. Do you know him as an enemy? Or do you not know what I'm talking about? It's a solemn statement, friends, but I feel this. It is a wonderful thing to know the opposition of the enemy of souls. And that is, and thoughts come into our mind. There's not one that we see. There's, there's those thoughts. Let me try and put this simply. Uh, I, was very, I, I believe the Lord had given me a word uh, to go and preach this last Thursday. But there I am laid low with a stomach upset. And I'm thinking uh, that uh, they tried that I can't go and preach. But the enemy comes in and says, Ah, oh, you see how easy it is for me to stop you preaching. You see how easy it is for me to put a stamp and to stop those things that are occurring. Yes. And, and, it, and those thoughts in your mind, they go round and round and we feel the enemy controls our thoughts and we start getting carried away with it. Like he might say to you, look how impossible it is that you'll ever see deliverance in the matter that you're desiring to see deliverance in. Look how impossible it is that your soul should ever be saved. And he'll tell you you've committed the unpardonable sin. And he'll tell you that you've gone too far into the life of sinning. And he'll say, look, you're a closet sinner. No one else knows how bad you are. You look good there in your suit and your tie and smartly dressed with your hat on, whatever it is. But he says, look on your... I know what's in your heart, says the enemy. Friends, the enemy of souls will attack the Lord's people. As for you, ye thought evil against me. Oh, that we could say. And you know, friends, there are those times when the Lord blesses his dear people. We feel we can say, get thee behind me, Satan. Be gone, be gone, because. 
because the Lord has blessed me, the Lord has been with me, you know he'll be gone. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees and I'll tell you friends, he's gone when the Lord comes. Because why God meant it unto good. How he turns around these things. Friends, I believe this. Uh, you read about Job that, that Satan was permitted to go so far with Job, a long way actually. Uh, I often think of Job and his pathway. But he was permitted to go so far and no further. And, and, and it's the same for you. But you see, God in heaven knows how far Satan will go with you and I. But it's opposition, opposition. But we overcome. We will overcome through him. As one said to me earlier this month, and it is so, uh, that Satan is mighty. But God is almighty. And we see it in this word. God meant it unto good. Unto good, the good of our soul. And even Satan working, friends, and we found it. This very week, we found it. Before Thursday night was over, I had an encouragement through the word that had been preached earlier. Someone had listened to a recorded uh, a sermon on the internet. And you see, friends, this is it. This is it. That... Ah, oh, Satan tells us all this is bad and our, even if we're missing one service that our preaching days are over. And what good are they anyway? And then you see the Lord comes and shows us that, yes, his work, his work is great. God meant it unto good and it's for the good of our souls. It's to, it's to bring us in prayer. It's to have that closer walk with him and that desire to live nearer to him, which is exactly uh, as we should have. Yes. But you see, uh, the wonderful thing is uh, God means it to good. These things, this opposition and these things in our own heart where we oppose the word, oppose the word, where we even... Perhaps as a, in our youth, hated the word of God. And then he turns it around so that we have a love to him. You see, friends, uh, that opposition. I, you know, I was reading about Mr. John Pocock. It was a, it's, a, it's lovely to read of that dear man. He was a deacon at South Morton, the, 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 um, the current pastor's father. And uh, as a... As a um, as a uh, young child, you know, um, when he was four, one of his elder sisters pulled him out of a pond. He was, he was drowning. And, uh, and he said, uh, then a year later, uh, he and a brother got, uh, I think it was scarlet fever. The brother died. He was preserved. And he said, I could see God preserving me. And keeping me. But God, you see. But God's power evidenced. Uh, and he said, uh, but then he said, uh, I found that uh, as I got into my teens, I wanted to go the way of the world and uh, went to the cinema and uh, got involved with other things and uh, was working with animals and would use them as an excuse, friends, to not go to the house of God on the Lord's day. Oh, I've got to feed the animals. I've got to look after the animals. When he could have done it before and still ended up going to chapel. But there was a day. There was a day when 
despite all his natural opposition. And that, that's the first part. You thought evil against me. We think evil against our own souls in a way, friends. The, the opposition in the flesh to religion, it doesn't want it. And he didn't want it as a young person. But the Lord came one day. And he heard a minister, a Mr. William Hope, I believe his name was, and he was preaching at Grove Chapel. And he said he just spoke about eternity. He said, I couldn't grasp it, but I feel came out of that service full of fear and trembling. But he says this. I had a girlfriend, and she was not a chapel girl. But she sat with me for that service. She occasionally would come with me. And he said this. He said it had such an impact on me and it had no impact on her whatsoever. And, and that struck him as very solemn too. To realise the work of God. But God, it meant, he said it meant these things for him for good, for his never dying soul. And, and, and you know, it wasn't long after he had to come away from, from that girl and, and, and things went uh, uh, in that way. But he said, whereas... As a young man, I hated hearing about sin. He said, then I came to have to plead that word, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Yes, God means it to good. He means things for good, for our soul's good, you see. And that's why we come into these providential difficulties, these, these chapel difficulties, these family difficulties, uh, as well as our soul challenges, friends. All these things... Uh, that, that the Lord works in. And you know, there's such a beautiful verse that's been on my mind all day, really, uh, which we love uh, in Romans 8. And we know, uh, uh, spiritually taught, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them, to, to, to them that are called according to his purpose. We know, we know that all things work together for good. I wonder whether you can say that tonight, dear friend. It needs the Lord, doesn't it, to come in. All things, all things work together for good. Yes, you know, we've only got to read back a chapter or two and we've got dear Jacob saying all these things are against me. No, Jacob, all things work together for good, Jacob. All these things are against me. But dear Jacob had to prove, did he not, that Joseph, my son, is yet alive. And when he saw the wagons coming, his spirit revived within him. So were yours, friend. And perhaps that's where you are. All these things are against me. And that's it. You thought evil against me. All these things are against me. But God meant it unto good. The spirit will be revised uh, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now, this latter part of the word, you see, uh, in a natural sense here, uh, the ability given unto Joseph to interpret the dream, so he understood that there would be the seven years of plenty and then the seven lean years, so that therefore they would put in store enough corn for the seven years of uh, uh, lean years. And, and, and that was all a gift given unto Joseph. And uh, what that did was to save many people uh, that came to the land of Egypt to get corn, including, including all the family 
that had come up from Canaan of uh, Joseph's brethren and his father. So it did save much people. Uh, God meant it unto good. Now, friends, the Lord Jesus Christ. We would that we could preach the Lord Jesus, you know, but I said the Gospel's in this chapter. But in this verse, you know, to bring to pass to save much people. What did the Lord Jesus have to go through? You know, that start at the beginning of his life. Opposition. Herod, I will have this child. I will kill all the children uh, that are under the age uh, 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 of two. Yes. Uh, in, at first, you see, at first, Herod's very clever. He calls the wise men, and, uh, his own wise men, and he's got the wise men that have come to him, and he inquires at what time the star appears. It's not shown to Herod, is it? It's hidden from Herod. And then he sends them to Bethlehem. Go and search diligently for the young child. And how disingenuous is he when he says, bring me word again, I may come and worship him also. Yes. Well, you see, thankfully they were warned of God in a dream. They should not return to Herod, whose intention was uh, to... Uh, 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 to, uh, uh, to, to kill. He saw opposition. He saw that he was king and here was a king coming, him to be king of the Jews, which is uh, what the uh, wise men said. And he saw opposition. He, he, he saw there was one going to come against him. And so he opposed the Lord Jesus' friends before Jesus was even uh, um, uh, a few we don't know how old but before he was as he was still a young child certainly less than two years old there was that massive opposition huge opposition but he had a work to do to save exactly as it says in the end of our text to save much people to save much people uh, alive spiritually alive and how did it how did uh, and as we read on from there, that, uh, that um, Herod, he was mocked and he was exceeding wrath and he slew all the children in all the coasts from two years old and under. How solemn. But you see, uh, then there was much opposition and, friends, many sermons could be filled talking of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I wonder if we might talk of the disciples. Oh, you might say, well, did they oppose the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, where were they? Where were they in the end when he went? Uh, uh, Peter said, I I'll go with you, Lord, all the way, really. He said, I'll be with you. But he wasn't, was he? How solemn, friends. What about our opposition? Do we op oppose others that have the truth in them? What a solemn thought. How close these things come to us. You see, you see, friends, oh, we need much wisdom, don't we, in the things of God. And I believe we're poor disciples of him. But, uh, you see, you then come to the solemn time that uh, there were those that reviled him upon the cross. They say, if thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Opposition, friends. Opposition. And then they ridiculed him. And he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. And, and all these things. 
Yes. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ had to go through with that opposition finally on the cross. But friends, I see, uh, I see a risen Christ in our text. Yes, uh, to bring to pass that it is this day to save much people alive because he rose again. Because this, Pilate said this, ye have a watch, watch over the grave, go your way, make it as sure as you can. That's opposition, friends, if ever there was. Oh, they read that this, that, that they would say that they, the sepulchre need to be made sure until the third day. They knew uh, that Jesus had spoken of rising on the third day. So this, they went. They made the sepulchre sure. And they sealed the stone. And they set the watch. Opposition. Impossible situation. But this, friends, this, friends, he is not here. The angel said to the women that came, he is not here, he is risen. He's risen. (coughs) And in those few words, the Saviour having risen, the Saviour, vain was the watch, vain was the seal, vain was the stone, and vain is all opposition to God's work, and certainly the work of salvation, It is done. It is done. And it is finished. And then to to the resurrection and the ascension into heaven. And it's completed work. And friends, no amount of work of the enemy, no amount of opposition will change the glorious theme is that that this, uh, as it is today, to save much people. They shall be saved. They shall be mine, saith the Lord, when I make up my jewels. Friends, does that include you? Does it include me? They shall be mine. Yes. Oh, friends, I feel we look on the opposition and we look at them. And, oh, and it may be those things like the mountains in our pathway, but we look at these things and we don't keep our eyes on Jesus fixed and there our hopes to stay. And he will make his goodness pass before us in the way. Friends, those troubles and those difficulties, those things tonight. May you prove, uh, indeed, as we will sing uh, that uh, the subject, tis all for the best. Oh, it may not seem to be for the best at the moment. What I do, thou knowest not now, but thou shalt now know hereafter whether that means later on in this life or hereafter in heaven, but what I do thou knowest not now. Thou shalt know. Thou shalt know. Yes, friends, uh, really, as we uh, tried to speak this afternoon on those two words, this, this, this but God, uh, you see that that's all the difference. Uh, and we read this uh, uh, about uh, uh, that we are justified by faith, uh, and that we uh, and and it speaks Paul speaks to the Romans of our uh, Romans of our sins, but he says this: but God commendeth His love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's why there's life, friends. That's why uh, there is uh, this eternal life to save much people alive. Yes, friends, I I think this. 
Try and pray that God would show you this, but God means it unto good. I say that rather this is in the past tense, God meant it unto good. But that that you're going through at the moment, Lord, show me that this is, uh, they'll just mean it for good for me. Mean it for the good of my soul. Oh, friends, what a blessing that would be. Oh, what a favour it would be to feel that's for the good of your never-dying soul, that you're having to walk in the very pathway, perhaps one that you've dreaded, uh, but you're going in the way that you're having to go. Yes. Friends, may you prove this. God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. And indeed, the power of the enemy. For he shall receive me. And the psalmist finishes that up with that lovely little word, Selah. Pause and consider. Friends, there's much more we're scratching around. But what a gospel message there is in this beautiful account. And dear Joseph had so much to come through. Opposition of his brothers. Going down to a strange land. And then he gets to the strange land and he's raised up to, uh, and we spoke a little of his attributes this afternoon, but we leave that this evening now. But he, he, he was raised up to be head in Potiphar's house. Opposition of Potiphar's wife. Opposition of those that took judgment against him and put him into jail. Then he's in jail. Then he's able from uh, there to... Uh, to be able to uh, interpret the dreams. But, you see, but although he's given that ability, he has to wait. Uh, you know, what opposition there would have been, how would it have felt those two full years? Because this, he was forgotten. The chief butler uh, did not remember Joseph. The baker did. Uh, did not because he obviously he was he, he was destroyed the third day, but you see, the butler forgot him for two years, friends. Opposition, opposition in every single way, and then you see he comes before Pharaoh. But now is the time of God's power, the time of God's delivering mercy, and he's able to interpret the dreams. And Pharaoh it installs him in that. A powerful position of number two in the land of Egypt. Yes. And he's just 30, friends. The wonders God alone can do. Well, we leave the word with you. There's much to contemplate. But as for you, ye thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Amen.